Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi everyone, this is Chatting with Nat. This is Natalie Jean. This is Natalie Jean. And today we have singer-songwriter Anika Nielsen. Nika was born and raised in Laguna Beach, California, and started singing lessons at the age of five. Her senior year of high school is when she knew that she wanted to pursue music, and you can now stream her debut single, Are You Down, on all platforms. Let's give her a round of applause. Thank you so Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, we like to make people feel warm and fuzzy. Um, so glad to have you. Now, how have you been doing during all this craziness that has been going on for the past uh, two years, two to three years? Yeah, it's seriously been so crazy. I was actually a senior in high school when COVID first started. So it was a little disappointing, no prom and no graduation and no real freshman year of college. But now it's kind of getting back to normal a little a bit. So it's getting a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. Now they're talking about it. They call it a cousin of the Omicron. This is how uh, I guess COVID is making a family between uh, Delta, Omicron, and now the Omicron cousin, which is B2B1. I don't know, whatever. That's out there. Um, So one of the questions I like to ask is this. You know, during the pandemic, obviously, a lot of us had downtime to think about life and everything that was going on in the world. You know, some of the craziest things that I saw were people walking outside with their families. People think that's not crazy, but around where I live, you don't see that that much. Um, There are a lot of people that could back on work because they realized they weren't spending enough time um, with their families. So the pandemic has demonstrated, obviously, that it's been horrible with the deaths, people losing family members, friends, um, people losing limbs, they're still in the hospital on ventilators. There have been some pros during this time. Um, I read a couple uh, articles that suggested that people were quitting their jobs because they really wanted to do something that was more meaningful. It wasn't just about money. They wanted to follow their passions. Um, you know, with climate change, my God, without us being in the, on the streets for about a year, the pollution level significantly went down. The animals and Mother Nature were extremely happy with us not being out there. They're probably mad that we're back out there now. Um, and then with artists, artists really decided to, some decided to rebrand. Some decided to change their genre. Some decided they wanted to be more effective players. Yes, we want to make money, but sometimes the songs that we write can make a difference in people's lives. So during this time, did you think about how you want to be perceived as an artist or did you already have that set in your mind? What did you think about? Yeah, so I actually started songwriting pretty much right when COVID started, which is a really experience from many other artists. I've really done almost everything online besides physically going to the studio and recording. 
So I'm definitely having an extremely different experience from really any artist before because nobody's really gone through this. Right. Um, but I just definitely um, have gotten a lot of downtime, and that is really why I decided to start music because my senior year of high school, or sorry, my junior year of high school, I actually tore my ACL and meniscus, which really mm. started to give me a lot of downtime originally. And then right. I met my producer, Mark Vogel, my senior year. And that's really when I decided, okay, now I can focus on my music full time. And I just really decided to sit down, focus on um, developing myself as an artist and just kind of going forward with that. And what was it about the music industry that made you say, okay, Anika and music have to come together. This is what I want to do with my life. Yeah, I mean, I had always um, really, really taken uh, such pleasure in music growing up. I did voice lessons, recitals. Um, so music had always really been a big part of my life. But once I really had all of that time to myself and I began to think a little bit more about life, as you mentioned earlier, um, right. I just really realized that's what I wanted to do. And I really wanted to share my passions with the world. Well, you got to reflect and decide at a young age, which is great because um, the world is your oyster, basically. Um, and there's a lot to learn about this music. Um, well, that's awesome. Now, how important is it for you to be authentic with your music and your songwriting? I mean, for me, that's the most important thing, I think, is being authentic. I mean, when I'm songwriting, I never want to take from anything that hasn't actually happened to me. So I always try to draw from my real life experiences mm -hmm. because it wouldn't be real, obviously, if I was trying to write about something that didn't actually happen to me. So that's always like something that's very prevalent. Whenever I decide to sit down and write, um, I'm always drawing from that. That's awesome. Um, which artists inspire you? I would say definitely Queen, Abba, and Bruno Mars are some of my biggest influences. But honestly, it's so changing all the time because right. kind of whatever I'm artist the moment, um, they're always just kind of influencing my next song that I'm creating. Mm, that's interesting. I um, I love Queen, definitely. Um, I was going. I, I was going to. I was on my way to Mexico when I I read his biography. I I read the biography. I don't know if I saw the movie first or read the biography, but anyway, um, I I love I love Queen. I mean, the whole story behind, uh, the fact that you know, it, it's interesting how the lead singer didn't really have a lot of positive body images about himself, but he was a great. Yeah. Rock great singer and I love the fact that he liked to do his own thing with his music like some people are like ah his song can't be six to seven minutes so he's like screw that I'm going to do what yeah. I want I'm going to present it to the world now you, you imagine if he had said um if he had listened to all those people a lot of his great songs wouldn't be out there so he listened to his inner intuition and decided to just give us great awesome music this is what I love about him uh definitely Freddie Mercury is such an inspiration. The way he took risks yes. and the fact that he didn't let anyone else, like, compromise his work is just, like, truly so inspiring. 
Yes, Freddie Mercury rocks. I wish he were still alive today. My God, he would. I think he'd be impressed with the movie. Um, Definitely. And his life was brought out on the stage and all that stuff. And it, it, you know, it was really sad that he felt like he had to hide who he was. And now in in our world, or nobody's hiding anything at this point anymore in the world. And, and people are pretty much free to be who they are, um, and and everything in their life. It's just, it's just really said that he can't be here I, I mean when I read his book on the plane I was in tears <laughs> I was yeah. like oh my gosh he's just fabulous and he just I that's I would have to say one art one artist that I, I emulate in the sense that I like to do what I want with my music um and you know I like to just create just like he did now what is your genre I am mostly pop but with a little R&B sprinkled in there I like that. I like that. It's good. It's good to be versatile. You know, one of the things I'm, I'm a voting member in the Recording Academy, and one of the things they keep talking about is they they have a hard time now trying to place the music in certain categories because a lot of people are meshing genres together, um, which is great. Sure. Because we need something that's totally different out there. You know, we need something that's more exciting. Like you know, if you listen to the radio, it's mostly the same stuff over and over again. <laughs> And so when you do something, you mix between pop and R&B, it just gives a different flavor. It gives uh, our, the audience out there something that they're probably craving. They didn't know that they were craving that music. Um, do you play any instruments? I actually don't, which is really crazy. I did piano lessons and stuff when I was little, um, but I actually just got a guitar for Christmas. And we have a little piano at home, so I'm starting to do little lessons with that, which is really good. That's good for you because I've been in this industry 10 years, 11 years. I haven't – I tried to take guitar lessons, and I felt like a contortionist. I was like, oh, my gosh. My body was (laughs) – how does anybody play this? And then somebody recently was like, you know they make guitars for women. I was like, oh, I guess they should have explained that to me. And then five years ago, I bought a smart (laughs) keyboard. And it's been in the box for five years. And I said, last year I was going to open it. This year, definitely. Um, don't feel bad because <laughs> my voice is my my instrument. And I definitely believe that people should know how to play at least one instrument. So I'm going to follow your route and, and, and learn how to play that, that smart keyboard. I just need to do it. I, I, I definitely want to learn how to play an instrument. I think it gives more to our repertoire when you can actually play and sing at the same time. Exactly. Yeah, I, I'm the same way with you. My voice has always just kind of been my main instrument, and I've always just kind of let that lead the way. But now I'm like, okay, I really need to step it up and learn how to do this. Amen. Now, if you could perform with anybody in the world, well, dead and alive, who would you perform with? Oh, my gosh. That is definitely a loaded question. Um, I mean, obviously, we just talked about Freddie Mercury, who would be absolutely insane to perform with. Um, But if we're kind of talking about more modern artists, Mm -hmm. I've seriously been so enjoying um, The Weeknd and also Silk Sonic. Their new album is really cool. But probably The Weeknd. He is just such a talented artist. He also likes to push the risks, which is really cool. Um, Like with his new album, Dawn FM, I've been really enjoying that. Um, But he's really a big inspiration as well. Now, you're dipping your toe in the music industry. 
which is great, or you're dipping your foot or your whole entire body in the music industry. <laughs> uh, what do you like so far about the idea of being an artist? I personally really just like that I get to share my story. I mean, with each song that I write and that I get to listen back to, it's really like a part of my life story, which is super cool. And a lot of people can't really say that they have kept track of their life like that. And I think it's just something so super unique and super cool that I can share with the world, not only just for me to have myself, but to share my voice and what I can do as an artist with the world is seriously um, something that I'm just so honored to be able to do. That's awesome. Yeah, I keep telling everybody that gets on my podcast that, you know, a lot of artists don't understand that uh, music is your superpower. It's our superpower because our music can make such a difference in somebody else's life. You know, somebody may say, oh, my God, I got to listen to Are You Down with Ika Nielsen because I need that right now. And it could bring them joy. You know what I mean? And that's what that person needs at that moment. following um, your passion you know what you want to do in life and I'm sure you're, you're going to create even more awesome music now tell us about are you down uh, tell us uh, what the song is about yeah so are you down was not the first song that I had written but I knew it was the first song that I really wanted to put out there because I felt that it represented me not only vocally but just kind of what I can do as an artist in general Um, but the song is really just kind of about that innocent kind of starting of a relationship and it's kind of getting a little bit more exciting and just it's really filled with the hopefulness and um, just kind of longing that goes along with a new budding relationship. All right. Let's play it. Oh, my God. Come here, baby. 
I could hear the pop and R and B influences in there, especially the R and B. It reminds me of an R and B. It reminds me of an old Thank school. You so much. But I couldn't. I can't think of the name right now because my brain is just brain fog. I think someone said. I think Anita Baker in one yeah. of the names. I think it's. It has that flavor, but I'm also thinking like Tina Marie also. This is going way. Yeah. Back. That's going way way back. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's. I I love it because it just it gives you. It's still giving you a a new flavor. You know what I mean. For the 21st yeah, century. And and I could definitely yeah. hear that song being played in a movie also. Have you th- ever thought about doing, eventually getting into sync and licensing? Yeah, I definitely have thought about it. Um, I With my other few songs that I've created that I haven't released yet, I've definitely been, like, pushing um, for stuff like that. Mm, yeah, you should definitely... Once you get everything figured out, you should definitely start uh, sending your music to sync and licensing different places um, because um, a lot of places are looking for that. I'm part of the Guild of Music Supervisors, just I and I take a lot of their webinars and seminars, um, and um, they give a bunch of great advice on how to get your music into sync and licensing. Um, so, yeah, definitely, definitely do that. Um, what is your songwriting process like? And if you ever deal with writer's block, how do you deal with it? Honestly, I feel like for every song I write, the process is different. Sometimes I really am feeling a vibe for the track, and then I kind of base my lyrics off of that once I kind of have that. But Mm -hmm. other times I'm always just writing little notes down, and I just Mm -hmm. kind of pick up a or something I really want to write about, and then from those lyrics then I create a track or sometimes I don't know it's just kind of random but every time I really just try to stem it from one area um, Mm. which is really helpful because once I have an idea of one thing then I can really base the other part off of that Um, but with writer's block I mean I am always constantly just writing down little notes even if it makes no sense right I am just writing down on my phone in a notebook whatever and then once I decide to look back at everything if I have writer's block I really just try to look at all the different little lyrics I've written down and maybe try to pick out a different theme or kind of something that I want to write about and then just kind of make sense of all the madness after that all right now what inspires you what or who inspires you and where is the craziest place you've been inspired to write a song I mean, honestly, just my everyday experiences. I mean, I'm a 20-year-old just kind of going through life, and mm-hmm. I just really like documenting just real things that happen to me in real time. And whether that be with a friendship or a relationship, I think just really taking from my own life experiences has really helped me not even even just emotionally, just writing things down is super awesome. Um, the craziest place that I've been inspired. I mean, gosh, that's kind of hard. Um, but definitely just, I mean, in out in nature is always just super inspiring, whether it be the beach or on a hike or anything like that. I feel like those are always great places um, to really just get your head super clear and kind of focus on just writing and in general my emotions. 
Yeah, I mean, I and, and a lot of people seem to be on the same page with me. I always get inspired in the shower. <laughs> I mean, I can. That's also, yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy. It's just, I write the but can I remember the stuff once I get out? No. You know, I'll try to repeat, repeat, repeat. And I've even brought my phone into to the bathroom, you know, while I'm taking a shower. But to reach out wet and try to grab it, it just doesn't work for me. And um, so I'm trying to create a gadget, gadget that's like waterproof <laughs> that you can, and soundproof. That, that would be can, great. Yeah. That you can put in the shower, just press a button, you're just like, oh. Um, but a friend of mine, or this lady that I um, interviewed on the podcast told me there was, there's actually a pad, a waterproof pad that you can put in the shower um, and it comes with a pencil and it won't get wet. And I'm just like, wow, I need to get that. I bought it. I don't know where I, I put need it. that. I mean, don't you come up with like the best, I mean, I come up with the best stuff and then when you walk out, you're just like, oh. I know. Um, I feel like I also get lots of good ideas when I'm in the car. And then obviously yeah. I can't write it down in the car either. So what I do when I'm in the car, sometimes I've even pulled over and I'll take my um, phone and, uh, you know, I have the voice recorder on there and I'm, uh, I, I'll sing something into it or, or speak something into it, like a line that I thought, oh, my God, this line would be great in a song. I like to use words that you don't normally hear in a song. Um, I definitely like to pair instruments that people don't think about pairing together uh, just to bring about a uniqueness um, in in the song. What? Do you, what would you say are three resources that have helped you along the way with your your music? I mean, just kind of a personal like resource, um, okay. which is actually a person is my producer. He's so important to me in my music writing process. He is always just there, helping me figuring out new ideas. Um, just saying like, oh, this doesn't sound right. This sounds great. He's just like a great personal resource that I can really call text anytime um, that I just am super grateful to have him. Um, but honestly, other resources, I mean, rhyme zone, seriously. Yeah. That's you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's always really helpful too. I mean, I have seriously gotten so stuck sometimes and rhyme zone, I just put the word in and then the most random things will come up. I'm like, okay, this is not helpful. But then other times it's really helpful. Um, but yeah, I think honestly just reaching out to friends and family as well is super nice. If I ever just need a break or need to clear my head, um, there are always just amazing resources and people that I know that will be there for me. Whenever I'm just kind of in a writer's block or just kind of need to relax, de-stress, I know that they will always be there for me, which is awesome. That's cool. Now, in regards to the whole song process, the recording process, what do you prefer? Do you like getting into the, the process where you start recording, or do you like the end result? I mean, that's really hard. I definitely feel like in every single song, there is that point where everything just clicks together. And I literally just scream and run around the room because everything is just coming together exactly how you envisioned it. Um, and I think that point is probably my favorite. Like sometimes it can be straight up at the beginning of the song if you find a track that you really like or a sound that you really like. And sometimes, I mean, it's all the way after it. I feel like it can happen at 
many different times, but I think that's probably my favorite part. Now, have you performed live yet? I actually have not performed live yet because of COVID, unfortunately. Have you thought, did you ever think about doing like uh, the live streams? Yeah, I've definitely thought about that. I mean, my first song was just released, so I would definitely probably combine that with um, some covers as well, but that would be something I'm definitely looking forward to do. Awesome. Now, you know, the music uh, business is, uh, is a lot of hard work, a lot of hard work. So, you know, mm-hmm. we have to promote ourselves on every darn social media app that's out there. So how do you market and promo yourself on these social media apps? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously I'm part of the Gen Z, so I'm a little bit like tuned with social media sometimes, but other times I'm like, what is happening? But um, trends and stuff like that. I mean, I always do like little makeup videos and promo videos. um, Mm -hmm. But I've also gone on a few magazines, which is really cool. And then I promo those on my Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. Um, and I've gotten some really, really positive feedback, so that's also awesome. That's cool. Yeah, TikTok is TikTok is an interesting thing. It's funny because I know a lot of people that, oh, I'm never going to do TikTok. But I explain to people, t- TikTok, you can do silly stuff. You can do serious stuff. You can promote your music. Yeah. Whatever you're doing out there, it just depends on how you want to promote that. Now, I'm still trying to understand this. My sister was telling me the whole hashtagging. I mean, I've been hashtagging, but she's like, you need to look at the trending hashtags of the day and just, it doesn't matter if it goes with your thing. You just need to hashtag to death and, you know, and, and, oh my God, I still have to get, understand the algorithms. But I did a webinar and they were telling us how TikTok, the, the most, the most viewed TikToks are where people are being authentic. You know, obviously yeah, people like, ones and people laugh but people are more gravi- gravitating towards the ones where they think that they can do the same thing that those people are doing you know uh, people want to be able to say oh my god I can do this too and then those become the most pop- popular it's, 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 it's crazy you know during the pandemic my god TikTok was like and everybody was home they're like okay I'm bored what can I do that oh let me get on TikTok to do my thing let me show people what I can do um, I always I post about my music and I also post about my cats and and my my workout journey and stuff like that and I have to say those are the ones that are viewed the most. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it just takes one video for you to go viral on TikTok. It's so crazy yeah. as long as it's in with that algorithm, like you were saying, mm-hmm. one thing can just take off and it can be so random as well. It's so random. Like I look at some of the stuff on there. There's this guy, obviously he's a good-looking guy, and all he does is moves his hips left to right. And he's got, like, 30,000 views. <laughs> what? No. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, when the, when the people are just, like, standing there, and then they're attractive. Like, that can literally get, like, yeah. a million likes. It's so crazy. And, and I think that's so sad. <laughs> so you got to be hot <laughs> and just move your hips a little bit. And then, I, I, I mean, I literally, I feel like, taking one of the like you can do duets and say why is this getting so many damn views okay he's hot yeah <laughs> yes, he can sh- shake his hips but huh <laughs> it's just it, i know it, i get so confused it, it boggles the mind with, uh, uh, anyway 
good for good for that guy. I mean, I have a friend that's on TikTok. He does very well. He um does a lot of funny things, and and some of his videos have had over five million views on it. I'm just thinking, what? yeah, yeah. And then I have another friend. He's an artist. What he does is um he spends I think it was three hours a day doing TikTok videos. That's my yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. Because when I took the webinar, the other thing that they said was, uh, oh, you should be doing five videos a day. One, who has that time? Two, yeah, what? I, I'm like, you expect me to sit down and come up with five ideas at that moment? No. For me, it, it, it'll, it'll just hit me at a moment, and I'm just like, okay, got to do this. Like, I watched The Matrix, the new one that came out, and I thought it was, like, the worst thing. So I made fun of it on, on TikTok. And it's see, but that came to me while I was on my Peloton. So it's not like I'm just sitting down. And it's like, yeah, I could do this. I could do that. I mean, how do the ideas come to you? I mean, I'm kind of the same way. I'm just spur of the moment. Okay, I found a sound I like. Okay, I have an idea right. I like, and then kind of go for it then. But I'm not like pre-planning everything out, like making five videos a day or anything crazy like that. That's oh, the stuff that we have. To do so, what are three things that you're learning about the music business that you really didn't understand before? I mean, one of the biggest and craziest things was the recording process. It's just nothing like I thought it would be. I mean, I thought that people just go into the studio, you record it, the whole thing, like once or however many times you do it, and then it's done. But no, you sing the same line five it- times. Every- pick the best parts, which is, I had no idea that it was like that at all, which was so crazy to me, the first song that I recorded. Um, but yeah. probably another thing is just really how much work that you have Ooh. to put into this. It's a full-time job just yeah. with the publicity, like the social media, everything, yeah. along with writing, recording, yeah. photos, videos, everything. Um but, yeah, I, I was ready for a lot of work, and I was ready to take that on my plate. So I'm definitely proud of myself for what I've done so far. Um, but the last thing is just really how much I've enjoyed it since I've started. Right. As I said earlier, music has always been such a big passion of mine, and now that I really get to pursue it full time, um, it really brings me so much joy, more than probably any other job could, which is so rewarding in itself how much work goes into this. It's a full-time job. Hell, it's two full-time jobs, especially if you're the publicist, you're the manager, you're the writer, you're the promoter, you're the marketer, you're the website designer. People just say that they don't really understand. I don't think they get what it's like to be an independent artist because this thing takes a lot of money. And if you don't have the budget, you're definitely doing everything that yourself. And then, you're, you're, and then yeah. you have to come up with ideas like we talked about for TikTok or Instagram and post and say something that people are just going to gravitate to and say, oh, I want to listen to Anika. I want to see what she says on Reels or, or, or Snapchat or Clubhouse or whatever that's out there at this moment. It does take a lot of work um, to, to be seen and heard. Now, what's next for you after um, Are You Down? 
Yeah, so Are You Down, obviously, is my first song that I've put out, but I want to release probably one or two more singles and then hopefully an EP by this summer. Oh, great. Great. Now, are you going to do any music videos? Yeah, I mean, I just released the Are You Down music video a little bit ago, which was super fun. It was my first music video that I've ever done, um, and it is up on YouTube. Um but, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to shooting more music videos in the future for my new releases as well. Awesome stuff. Now, where do you think you see yourself in 10 years? Whew, that is also a loaded question. Um, ideally, I would still be pursuing music. Even though I've just started, I have seriously had so much fun. Like I said, better than any other job I could imagine myself doing just because I'm so passionate about it. And um, it just really brings me joy to write, record, listen back, make mistakes, fix them, everything, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so that is really, really what I would want to see myself doing. Hopefully, once COVID ends, I'll be doing live performances and everything as well. So that is definitely ideally what I would want to be doing in 10 years. Now, do you think that artists should be seen as role models or not? I mean, it's definitely hard, but these days with such large platforms, I feel well, like even if people aren't asking to be role models, I feel like it's just kind of put on their shoulders anyway. And they have to be smart about what they're posting what they're supporting, um, mm. what they're even saying. Everything is so PC now. Um, but I think, like I said, even if you weren't initially asking to be a role model, you kind of have mm. to take that on and realize who your audience is and who you're speaking to. Now, but do you think that's fair in the sense that we're always telling people to be themselves, right? And yeah. here, it's, it's a double-edged sword, sword for me because I think that people need to be who they are. Now, hopefully these people are loving, compassionate, understanding beings um, because for me, you know, I think that parents should be role models. Um, I think yeah. teachers should be. When it comes to artists, it's kind of hard because it's like, okay, I can't be myself because, you know, some of these kids may want to be like me. There's nothing wrong with me, but their parents may think there's something wrong with me. Um, mm -hmm. So I find that kind of hard. It's it's a hard question, I, to be honest with you, because I think people should be able to, to be who they want in any case. Now, I do agree. Just, that, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was saying I totally agree it's a double-edged sword. And just nowadays, what is really almost saddening is that it's not even about if you have good music it's right. probably out 60 or 70 percent your presence in right. media online just like you're following people who are and it's really not nowadays it's you're not just relying on your music anymore which is really sad and you want people to be able to be themselves and exactly. I don't know it's, it's a tough question Exactly, but you nailed you nailed it you nailed it <laughs> nailed it because of the fact that you're right. A lot of the stuff that's out there, people 
are more interested in their people's personal lives than the music. And yeah. that's why I think that independent artists have the greater superpower out of anybody because our music is really coming from our soul. You know, we're not, we don't have 12 writers to a song. It's just us um, writing a song. And I think that a lot of people, especially during the pandemic, started to gravitate towards indie artists because they had yeah. to go and search new people, new music to get to know. Um, and that for us is, is truly about the music. It's not about, you know, obviously people want to get to know who these artists are, but it's more about the music. I mean, mainstream artists, yeah, people know who they are, blah, blah, blah. But they're more trying to find out, oh, who are they dating? Who are they sleeping with? Did they drug you? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, is this another scandal? This, that is, is what is exciting people more on, <clears throat> excuse me, on the mainstream side. So I agree with you 100% in that arena. Um, and so as independent artists, we have the power to, you know, over, overcome those things. And we can be great role models, even if, you know, people that watch this tend to disagree with some of our thought processes. One of the things I say to people, this is what my belief system is. You don't have to believe in it, but I stand firm in who exactly. I am. You, you see what I'm saying? Um, yeah. It, uh, people don't get that nowadays right just because someone believes one way doesn't mean they're forcing it on everyone else exactly exactly um now there's this whole thing um about spotify where a lot of the big artists are removing their music because this one person that has a podcast is giving misinformation about the vaccines and stuff like that and Spotify is a double-edged sword. Um, they don't pay artists enough money, but at the same time, it is a platform where other people can get to know your music. That's that's where it's a double-edged sword. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. they don't pay us enough, but yeah, I get more fans on here and they can stream my music because streaming, unfortunately, is where things are. Um, but I do applaud the musicians that stand up and say, look, you can't have this on your platform where somebody's giving misinformation. Now, if he changes his story to the right information about vaccines and all that stuff, then fine. Now Spotify has come back to say, well, we're going to make sure uh, we put some type of notation or whatever to say, well, this, this platform, uh, this podcast is, may contain information that may be false. But then why have it on your platform? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So mm-hmm, definitely. But I definitely applaud like musicians that stand up for their own beliefs and say, "Look, I can't be a part of this um, because you're rep- misrepresenting information, and then, then people are going to think I support this." Yeah, but I mean, whatever your beliefs may be, it's definitely important, regardless of what anyone else says, to stand up for what mm-hmm. you believe in in general. Amen to that. Amen to that. Um. So. What is something that you like to use, whether it's a message, a quote, an inspirational quote, that you use to push yourself throughout the day if you're feeling down or discouraged, or is this something that you wake up with um, to help you go about your day? Um, definitely one thing that I always have kept in mind. Um, growing up, my dad was my soccer coach pretty much my entire life. Um, but he, he would apply this quote just kind of in every aspect of my life. He would always mm-hmm. say, 
give 110% effort into everything that you do, no matter what it is. If it's something you're passionate about, give 110%. If it's that you don't necessarily like, put 110% effort in because at the end of the day, you know that you worked hard and it will pay off and that will make you happy in the end. Amen. I absolutely love that. Love that. Um, Now, in the beginning of this year, I decided, every year I decide on a phrase that I'm going to use, that I'm going to follow, something I'm going to work on every year. And this year I decided to say, I write my own narrative. Because sometimes when you're in the music industry and they write something about you in the press or anywhere, they may get the wrong information. And I'd rather them either change the information to make it correct or they take it down altogether. I'm not a person that's all into the same thing. Um, So, you know, Mm -hmm. I write my own narrative. Do you have something this year you're truly going to work on that you want to project out as an artist? I mean... That is definitely something that I agree with. I write my own narrative. I mean, just starting out as a small artist who's really done everything through COVID, I mean, that is something that I really hold true as well. I don't really have that many outside influences just trying to bring me down or anything like that. But I know as time progresses, things will get harder. The music industry is definitely not always a healthy place. Sometimes it can be toxic and just with the industry in general. So I know to keep true to myself and just always write about things that I feel are authentically me and just portray myself in a way that I want to be portrayed and have people listen to my music and make them feel something. Just, I always want my music to have an impact on people. I know music is just so powerful and even a small lyric or a line or even a beautiful note that someone holds out can really um, touch on our emotions. So I think that's really what I want to play into um, with my music this year. Love it. Love it. You know, I wrote a song called Authentically Me. Um, so I, I, that's I, I great. Love, I love the whole um, authenticity angle. Well, thank you so much. For being on Chatting with Nat, it was truly an honor for me to have you on here. I got to learn a lot from you, and I love your song. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, I think you're going to go really far. Thank you so much. I had such an amazing time talking with you, and your stories are truly inspirational, and I will definitely um, keep being authentically me. And, yeah, I just really appreciate you having me on today. All right. Thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. And that was, thank you so much. That was singer-songwriter Anika Nielsen on Chatting with Nat. You can find her on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify. Go listen to her music. She's awesome. Until next time on Chatting with Nat. Hey, y'all. I'm Natasha with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard.
Yeah, yeah, yeah.